0: i <laughs> Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Glory!
1: said, I know God is on the move. Amen. The Lord spoke to our church a couple of weeks ago in, in tongues, interpretation. But prior to that, the Lord had dealt with me. And don't let this be as a shock to you. But, when friend, friend, when God talks to us, I believe when he talks to us, it's God. And I'm going to stand on what he says. Amen. The Lord told me several months ago, should I say, a month and a half maybe, to ride through the city and just begin to defile the spirits of deception in the city. Amen, I believe we got truth and we need to preach it. So I began to pray and one night the Lord prompted me right in the middle of my message and I said, I want this church to stand right now. We're gonna defile the spirits of deception in Independence, Kansas tonight. And we begin to pray, and just a couple of weeks later, the Lord spoke to us in tongues interpretation. And he said, I heard you when you prayed, and said they're gonna begin to come out. I want you to know, friend of mine, maybe the next service, here comes somebody in Trinitarianism through the back door. They begin to come down to an old-fashioned altar. Amen, I got two families coming Sunday morning. I want you to know something, friend of mine. This is the day for revival. Amen, it ain't time to quit. You hear me, Pastor, tonight. It ain't time to quit. It ain't time to throw in the towel. This is the day of revival. This is the day of miracles. Oh, clap your hands, all you people. Shout unto the Lord with the voice of
2: triumph. Amen, 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 amen. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh my lord have mercy. Praise God, praise God. Blessed blessed is he that can MC and not preach and I feel a spirit on me right now. Oh my god, have mercy. Stop me, Lord. Stop me.
0: But God will give us back the joy. Let's open up the Bible. Lay aside carnality. Let's have a revival. Let's have a revival. From the pulpit to the pew, let's have a revival. Let it start with me and you. It reaches out to the lost and hungry world and brings them in. This is our joy. This is our hope. Is our life. It's our survival. Let's pray for the Holy Ghost survival. Let's have a revival. Oh, I asked that old time preacher how revival came. Okay? He said we always started down on our knees in prayer. Just open up two books, a song and a Bible. If you'll pray and preach the word, you'll have a revival. Let's have from the pulpit to the pew let's have a revival. Let it start with being huge. It reaches out to the lost and hungry world and brings it in. This is our joy. This is our survival. This is our home. This is our life. It's our survival. Let's pray for a Holy Ghost arrival. Let's have a revival. Well, I asked that old-time preacher, How Revival okay He said it always started down on our knees in prayer. Just open up two books, a songbook and a Bible. If you'll pray and. Preach the word you'll have a revival, let's have a revival, from the pulpit to the pew let's have a revival, let it start with me and you, it reaches out to the lost and hungry world. out to the lost and hungry world and brings them in. This is our joy. This is our home. This is our life. It's our survival. Let's pray for the Holy Ghost survival. Let's have a revival. Well, I asked that old time preacher how revival came. He said it always started down on our knees in prayer. Just open up two books a song and a bible if you'll pray and preach the word you'll have a revival let's have a revival from the pulpit to the pew let's have a revival let it start with me and you it reaches out to the lord
3: believe he is pleased with what
4: we are doing Jesus said follow me and I will make you and that is so true he is doing uh, quite a job in so many lives Uh, I was thinking this afternoon of a phone call that I received uh, Tuesday of this week from our regional field supervisor from the Caribbean And he called and was so excited because he had uh, found out that uh, two preachers, one from the Dominican Republic and one from Puerto Rico, were able to get into Cuba the last part of last month. Now, this has been just within the last three weeks. They were able to go there, and uh, they found four preachers that baptize in Jesus' name, have the Holy Ghost, and... uh, they have a congre—they all four of them total, have a congregation of some 160. Uh, they are very poor. In fact, uh, Brother Shirley said uh, these preachers took some money with them so that uh, this one Cuban pastor who seems to be over all four of these works, was he, he didn't have any money for gas for the car. They had no money for literature. They had no money for Bibles. They were very, very poor, and uh, they bought gas for his car, and the, the two visiting pastors were able to tour uh, Cuba there to a degree and uh, found out that Canadians can get in there now, not Americans yet, but Canadians are able to get in there, not on a permanent basis, but for visitation. Uh, we have wondered a long time what was in Cuba And God is letting us see that there is revival taking place around this world. In so many countries, so many people are being reached. And just as our brother mentioned tonight about a a, a Trinity pastor coming in and being baptized, this is taking place in one country after another around the world. God is letting them see the revelation of his name. And when they begin to realize who he is that He is the Everlasting Father, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. They begin to rejoice in the truth that they have been blinded from for so long. But oh, when they get it, when that revelation comes, they get just as excited as we get here. Just as excited as we get here. Because uh, Jesus said, except ye believe, that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. And that sounds pretty positive that unless a person is baptized in the name that is above every name, it is that name that is going to be required of every man, every woman before we're going to enter there. But oh, I thank God for that truth, for his word. And I have enjoyed being here. I certainly appreciate the invitation to come and uh, meet many of the brethren here. This is my second time in the state of Kansas. And I've been, I I was born in America. Yes, I was, but this is my second time here. But uh, I enjoy the presence of God. I feel revival is taking place right here where we are tonight. God bless you.
5: Praise God, praise God.
4: Good people of the
5: Lord who really, really give themselves to the Lord. And we've had a great time today, and uh, elections took place. You've already met. I have a word of encouragement for Brother Khan, the new District Secretary Treasurer. Uh, bookkeepers never die, they just lose their balance. <laughs> so with all of your wondering how it's going to feel, just take courage, you won't ever die. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And the others who have been reelected or elected, it was a very good unified conference today and I too enjoyed the banquet. Brother Lehman did a tremendous job, he always does. Uh, he doesn't have just one or two tremendous stories to tell about faith promise but he has many 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 that he can tell you about that when you give to God it will be given back to you. i thrilled to hear Brother Lehman when we was in Nashville. We had him, he and his wife to come every year and we had a tremendous time of giving faith promise and it works it really does work I can say that uh, when we began in Nashville to give uh, we pulled ourselves out of an indebtedness and the church has gone forward ever since and I attribute a lot of it to the fact that uh, we gave to faith promise you won't lose you will gain praise God and how wonderful it is to have such a backing of ministers here in this great choir, uh, they, they not only look good, but they are good, and we appreciate every one of them. It's wonderful to be in this beautiful church. Brother and Sister Dudley have done a tremendous job in entertaining this conference, and again, the meal today was tremendous, and it's just coming to a, an end all too soon. This week has just flown by. I've been in a district conference in the Texaco District and now here, and, and uh, tonight we'll conclude this great meeting, and we look forward to a time in the Lord of real blessing in the furtherance of this service tonight. Praise God. Well, hallelujah. Now, I'll walk over to the piano, if you'll raise your hands and praise the Lord together. Amen. 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 Come on now. Praise the Lord. i it. Hallelujah! They even got me a mic over here. Praise God! I can tell you what I'm going to play, and you can hear me. Amen. I play the old hymns of the church. It's a pretty good tune. Amen. Praise God. Ever hear a tuner tuner piano? Hallelujah! I must tell Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen, 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 amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, what a day. know, I I was thinking today in coming to Wichita, uh, I used to pastor Sister Dudley. Of course she was just a baby. She's still quite young, but anyway, her mother and father were in the church in North Little Rock, Arkansas, and I was the pastor when she was born doesn't remember anything about my pastoring there because I left before she got uh, too many months or a year on her, but I appreciate Brother and Sister Dudley, and Brother Dudley has praised God. That's all right. Brother Dudley served as your conqueror's president and was on the youth committee. We saw them on numerous occasions in uh, Hazelwood when he would come back for committee meetings. And I think this church is very fortunate to have Brother and Sister Dudley pastoring. And I feel that great things are in store for not only this church but this whole district for I do feel a great spirit Of unity praise God thank you again for all the wonderful fellowship and the friendship and and uh, every member of the district board God bless every one of you as you lead this great district to deeper depths and higher heights and will you stand now again as we go into the word of the Lord hallelujah praise God I may not be your kind of preacher (laughs) But some kind of a preacher In some kind of a way Ought to move you In some kind of a way Amen Praise God I get disturbed and concerned about people Who never feel anything Amen Amen When you have this glorious salvation You're going to feel it In some kind of way Hallelujah Praise God Praise God Hallelujah. And this is a little different type message tonight. Amen. But I feel it on my heart. Out of the book of Romans, the 13th chapter and the 11th verse. Romans, the 13th chapter and the 11th verse. Amen. And it goes something like this. And that knowing the time, Yeah we know the time. I'm not talking about the clock on the wall. But in that knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. When I was a boy growing up my mother would step to the front door and say son it's time to stop playing and come in. I might play a little longer but when she would come to the door and say son it is high time I knew I'd better run in. Paul may not have meant it in that kind of a way but he said it. It is high time, high time, everybody say high time, time. to awake out of sleep, amen, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. Let's pray. In the name of Jesus, thank you tonight. Thank you tonight. In the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord, help us, help us, Lord, for we stand in need of help. God I praise you I praise you I praise you in Jesus name thank you Lord for direction for direction for direction in Jesus name praise God praise God amen you may be seated you know it's rather surprising that there are a lot of scriptures and a lot of instances in the scripture concerning sleep Sleep. Proverbs says he that sleepeth in harvest is a son that causeth shame maybe everybody is not asleep but there is a sleepy condition that the Bible not only was concerned about many many eons ago but it is certainly for us today When Jesus took the disciples, the three, on into the inner part of the garden, where it would seem they would be so engrossed in what he was doing and so privileged because the three of them out of the entire group was privileged to go deeper into the garden. Yet they not only went to sleep once and he came and woke them up and said, Could you not watch with me? But again they went to sleep because their eyes were heavy. And finally he just simply said, sleep on. Just sleep on. Take your rest. Amen. Then there is the story in the New Testament of the ten virgins. Now we like to divide them, but don't ever forget that all ten of them was asleep. Amen. All ten of them. Five wise, five foolish, but all ten of them was asleep. The only thing in the favor of the five wise was that before they went to sleep, they happened to get uh, some extra oil. The poor five foolish. I used to think they said our lamps are going out, but instead they said our lamps are gone out. They're gone out. Amen. But all ten of them were asleep. It took the cry of the midnight crier that woke them all up. Amen. So be sure if you go to sleep, you have a supply of oil. Amen. Be better that you don't go to sleep. There's a story out of the Old Testament of Samson. Delilah made him sleep upon her knees. What a tragedy. There was a time when the spirit moved Samson. The scripture said mightily upon him. But he went to sleep. Sleep upon the knees of a woman that would represent the world. The world. And there actually came the time when all of that spirit that he had felt In times past, and he thought he still had, he wished not that the Lord was departed from him. Amen. Praise God. And then that brings me to the little minor prophet in the Old Testament whose book bears his name, and that is the minor prophet Jonah. I don't know how we theologians or the theologians before us have come to divide the major and the minor prophets. I guess it's because the major prophets prophesied more, their books are longer. Jonah is just a little book in the Old Testament, just a few chapters. And I have read and you have read this book many times and it seems that the main point that surfaces in this book you forget everything else that he does or says because you are engrossed in the fact that here is a man that is swallowed by a huge fish and somehow survives in the belly of that fish little children can tell you the story of Jonah and the whale but let me show you some recent thoughts that started even before the fish story comes around Jonah was going his own way disobedient to the call of God boarded a ship that was headed for Tarshish in doing so he went from the presence of the Lord now follow me when he was on this ship that was headed in the opposite direction Going away from the presence of the Lord, a great wind came and a mighty tempest. And the scripture says the ship could have been broken. In fact, they thought it was going to be broken. All the time that this storm was going on, Jonah was asleep. Down in the bottom of that boat, Jonah was sound asleep. And maybe you didn't notice it. But while the storm was going on and Jonah was asleep, the sailors didn't know anything about Jonah's God. The sailors were praying. Oh, they were praying to their gods, little G. But Jonah the man of God, represents the children of God today, was sleeping while the world was praying. Jonah was sleeping while the sailors were praying. What a strange effect our disobedience has on this world. It reverses everything everything verse 6 of that first chapter says the captain finding jonah shakes him and asks how is it that you are sleeping ah that's something when the world comes to the church and says how is it that you're sleeping amen Praise God. Let me tell you, let me tell you the condition that the world is in and let me tell you what they think, what they think about the church. There is an epidemic of depression, of suicide, of personal emptiness and escapism through drugs, alcohol, cultic obsession, sex, and violence. The problem is a spiritual one. Amen. Amen. It is not going to be solved by marching, carrying banners, boycotting. That's all right if you want to do it. Amen. But that's not going to pro- solve the problem. That's a spiritual problem. It's going to take a spiritual cure. And if the cure is spiritual, how does modern Christianity fit into the answer? Very poorly because Christians are among those caught up in the epidemic yes. All right. amen amen and that fact is so prominent that modern thinking has come to view the Christian faith as powerless even archaic at the very least irrelevant hey church while the world is looking for an answer and we have the answer Are we sleeping down in the bottom of a boat? Amen. Amen. The captain said, how is it that you're sleeping? Get up and call upon your God. Perhaps your God will be concerned about us so that we will not perish. And I want to say this right now. Our God is concerned about the pathetic condition of this world. Ha. The world is telling the believer to pray. Wake up and pray. But what is unusual is that the church is sleeping while the world is praying. How strangely different. It was the world, the sailors, grieving and horrified at the sins of God's people. The man of God. Rather than the man of God grieving over the sins of the world. It was the world suffering God's judgment because of the sins of the man of God rather than the man of God suffering from the sins of the world. Now that's a strange twist. That storm did not come because the sailors were all that bad. Now they were bad, but that storm, that particular storm came because the man of God was asleep down in the bottom of the boat. My, my, he had lost all concern for the world above deck. You hear me tonight? The shipmaster said, how is it that you're sleeping? On whose account has this tragedy struck us? What is your occupation? Where do you come from? What is your country? From what people are you? And Job said, I'm an Hebrew, and I fear the Lord. Did he? The God of heaven which hath made the sea and the dry land. The ship captain said, how could you do this? What should we do to you that the sea become calm for us? Amen. And he said unto them, take me up, cast me forth into the sea. So shall the sea be calm unto you. For I know that for my sake this great tempest is upon you. Mm. Jonah said it for my sake I'm the cause of it now they didn't immediately cast him overboard let me show you what else they did they rowed hard to try to bring it to land but they couldn't for the sea was wrought and was tempestuous against them and then they prayed again not to to their G-O-D, their little G, but they cried unto the Lord, and be, we beseech thee, let us not perish for this man's life, and lay not upon us innocent blood, for thou, O Lord, hast done as it pleased thee. After they rode, after they prayed, they cast him overboard, and the sea was calm. My. The storm at sea was more an act of judgment on Jonah than on the ungodly sailors. The question in this story is not what will God do to sinners, but what should sinners do to the man of God to calm the sea. They cast him overboard. Could it be that the storms of life in our society today are more to be blamed on the failure and the disobedience of god 's people than on the sinful world. Hey folks, this is not a political rally. This is not a civic organization. Amen, this is not a club. This is the power of God in this world today. We have the answer. Amen to the dope addict. To the person that gambles his money away? To the person that's a drunkard? I say we have the answer. Is the world looking upon us as the power? Amen. Or are they looking upon us and saying, You're asleep. Why are you asleep? Wake up. Do something about this storm. Amen. Amen. You know, I'm greatly concerned about the church. I think we all are. The church is to be the militant, wide awake, going against sin, telling what sin is, not acquiescing to it. We have so much tact that we have lost our attack. Oh, Brother Beckley, we've got to be diplomatic about this. We've got to have a lot of diplomacy. Yeah, yeah. Amen. We better learn something about attack. It used to be that a sinner that came into one of our services was very, very uncomfortable in the presence of God's people when the Spirit of the Lord began to move, amen. But now they raise their hands with us, painted fingernails and all, amen, praise God. They don't feel anything out of the ordinary. There's no conviction that would make them run down the aisle and fall into the altar. Amen. I'll tell you why. Because we are acquiescing. We're trying to be so tactful. Amen. Amen. That we're blending ourselves in with the things that we've always said was sin. And allowing them. It can only be when the church goes to sleep. A church is asleep when it no longer preaches against the things of the world. Mm. Praise God. Praise God. There is an urgent need today for courageous preachers in our pulpits. The apostles in the early church were filled with the Holy Ghost and spake the Word of God with boldness. We need to proclaim what God has said, not what human beings want to hear. Men pleasers and time servers don't make good preachers. Mm. There's a lot of itching ears out there. Amen. You know, sometimes we're guilty of selecting our texts and our topics according to personal prejudices or popular fashion. Amen. We want the compliments, the compliments. Oh, but Brother Becton, some may leave, but most would respond if you really, really showed them the way. Praise God. Phillips Brooks. In eighteen seventy seven over a hundred years ago, in the Yale lectures said this, and I quote, "Courage is the indispensable requisite of true ministry. If you are afraid of men and a slave to their opinion, go and do something else. Don't keep on all your life preaching sermons which shall say not what God sent you to declare, but what they hire you to say. Be courageous. Be independent. Yeah. Phillips Brooks said that over a hundred years ago. Amen. The fear of man lays a snare. Praise God. Where are the Moses. The first prophet who heard, believed, obeyed, and taught the word of God in spite of opposition and loneliness. Where are the Elijah's who opposed a whole nation and challenged the prophets of Baal? And God answered by fire. And you know what what happened when God answered by fire? When all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and said, The Lord, He is God. The Lord, He is God. My God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Elijah condemned the king and queen for murdering Naboth and taking his vineyard. Nathan told David that he was guilty of adultery and murder. Jeremiah, though he was a lonely voice, he wept and wept and wept john the baptist denounced the adultery of the king and it cost him his life but he nevertheless said it's unlawful for you to have this woman as your wife is that tact is that diplomacy no that's the word of god now i'm not talking about a bad spirit i'm not talking about the wrong attitude i'm just simply saying that we better stand up and tell this world what sin is they will not know it unless we do my God my God my God my God hallelujah praise God amen hallelujah the press is digging up everything they can about all of these men that are running for office praise god hallelujah didn't know there were such debauchery in the lives of candidates dare we dare we become a part of their campaigns to the extent that we ignore i'm not saying that it's all right get all of these things out in the public's eye but when John the Baptist in the spirit felt that that King had a woman that shouldn't be his wife he pointed his finger at him praise God and said it's unlawful for you to have this woman as your wife my 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 Jesus in his earthly ministry the Pharisees said teacher we know that you are true and teach the way of God truthfully and care for no man, for you do not regard the person or the position of man. Jesus. Peter and John were arrested and put in prison. Stephen and James were martyred. Paul suffered. Amen. Because they declared the whole gospel. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Woo. Hallelujah. Oh, the pulpit needs to be strong, adamant, kind, compassionate, loving. But the scripture said of the Pharisees, you make them twofold more a child of hell. Are we making people twofold more a child of the place where we're trying to save them out of because we are acquiescing to their itching ears and trying to appease them? Hey, if they're lost, they need to know they're lost. Amen. Praise God. But preacher, you're not going to get it by playing around all day. Amen. You got to be sensitive to the move of God, and that can only come by a dedicated, consecrated, committed life. And when God sees that you're committed, he'll use you if you'll let him. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. St. Louis is noted for a lot of things, but I guess among the world, it's most noted for Bush Stadium. And the Cardinals why did you say that by the back because there's some of our people that are going to see the Cardinals play I don't know what you think about it but I think it's wrong and I'm gonna tell you why I think it's wrong you hear me I'm going to tell you exactly why I think it's wrong there may not be anything wrong with getting out on a vacant lot and pitching a ball and batting it and playing a game but when you go to Bush Stadium or any other stadium you're going to stand in line to buy your ticket with the gambler, the thief, the whoremonger, the womanizer, perhaps the prostitute, all kinds of evil people Amen. man that's standing in that line you're going to file out into the stadium with them. You're going to sit in and among them. Throw your hat in the air as they throw their hat in the air. That's fellowship. Oh, but Brother Beckton, Brother Beckton, you, you, you... Amen. That's fellowship.
1: And what does the Bible say about it? Come out
5: from among them! Get out of that Bush stadium! Get out of whatever stadium! What fellowship hath light with darkness? What concord hath Christ with Belial? And I know what you're saying. Well, you go to the store with them. Hey, you're not in fellowship when you're buying groceries. They're buying bread and you're buying meat and they're buying soup and you're buying beans. Hey, that's not fellowship. But when your heart is beating like that heart's beating. Praise God. And let me tell you something else. When you go to those kind of activities and use up all of your energy, even if it was all right, you have no energy left for God. Amen. Amen. You only have so much adrenaline. And when it gets up for the causes of the world, then when, it's no wonder when you come to church. Amen. There are actually individuals who come to our services with tears dried on their cheeks because the soap opera The man didn't get the right woman, and the woman he got he didn't want, and she had a baby by another man, and they sat there and cried, and they come into a Pentecostal service with tear stains dried on their cheeks. Can they cry for the cause of God? Oh, no! Their adrenaline is gone! hallelujah we better be careful how we get caught up with the things of this world amen amen praise god even in some things that may be all right when you give all of your energy to it and come plop down on a bench and go to sleep in a lively service there is something wrong with your dedication Hallelujah! My God, my God, my God, my God, my God, my God! Hallelujah! 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 Praise God!
3: Mm. Praise
5: God! Now, I have some consolation for those of you who work at a legitimate job and you come to church worn out and tired from working. i got some consolation for you. Amen. Not for that one that spends his time doing the things of the world, but for you who work at a legitimate good job and you're tired tonight, for with a stammering lip and another tongue, he said, well, I speak to this people to whom he said, this is the rest. We're really cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing. This is the refreshing. This is the refreshing. <laughs> my God, my God, my God, my God. Oh, yeah. You can get a second wind. A second wind in the presence of God and you can be more rested when you leave here than when you came. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Oh yeah. Yeah you won't need anybody to rock you to sleep when you're in a good pentecostal service i'm talking about when you go home amen you won't need a sleeping pill because you will be so worn out from standing and sitting and standing and sitting and, standing and worshiping and dancing hallelujah until you will have all of the therapy that you need and you will sleep like a baby praise god God. men what about modest apparel now you thought i was going to say women Used to be we didn't have much to worry about men. Women, the men have a problem with modest apparel. Praise God. Hey, men, you don't mow your lawn in short. Praise God. Amen. And... What about women cutting their hair the tentacles of that act invade and develops into every kind of wrongdoing why is it that the first thing a lady does when she leaves our church to go to a lesser is to cut her hair oh god oh god oh god i am old enough to remember Amy Simple MacPherson, founder of the Foursquare Church. As a child, I was taken to a tent meeting where that woman with beautiful long hair braided around her head
3: spoke,
5: and miracles happened. I became acquainted in later years with the son of her head usher, and this son was in our church in Pasadena, California, and he told me that his father, as head usher, when they learned that she was going to cut off her hair, they actually begged her not to do it. Up until that time, there were crutches and canes and, and uh, casts and miracles of healing which displayed on the walls of Angela's temple. But from the day that she cut her hair, the power turned into drama, and Angela's temple became a place of entertainment with dramas and plays amen my god now the number is so small i was just there during the heritage conference just some time ago and they have cut that auditorium down so small in size because the number is so small with a 10. is it all right all right amen gotta have the power praise god praise god praise god this same son of this head usher said she reached the point that she would drink so heavily that they would have to actually give her hot coffee and sober her up to go into the pulpit sailors praying to their god while we're sleeping in the midst of the storm my god if my people who are called by my name Will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then i will hear from heaven and forgive their sin he said my people amen my people my people my people the spiritual condition of the church always determines the moral condition of the world it remains to be seen what we could do as a church to affect this world of ours if we could be united and we would preach the word of god with boldness amen and we would give ourselves completely to uh, the the teaching and the preaching of the word so that the world will know that they need something to do listen when paul wrote to timothy that in the last days perilous times would come He wasn't talking about in the world. He was talking about in the church. I'll prove it to you. But let me tell you what he said would happen in the last days in the church. Men, lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, Disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection. Truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. And how do you know it was the church? Because they ended up by saying, having a form of godliness. The world has never had a form of Godliness. But we can have a form of godliness. And the perilous times is hitting the church. Amen. I may be a little negative, but I'm trying to be positive. It takes both the positive and the negative. The church is asked by the world, Hey, where is your power? All these things that you claim to be against, you're not having any effect.
3: Mm,
5: mm, mm. now we're all concerned about the lost and we want to see everyone saved. we want to win them but I'm here to tell you that while they're headed in the wrong direction the church better wake up and get out of the bottom of the ship and get awake to the needs of this world it's time we become the militant church praise God praise God back again to the ladies somebody said even an old barn needs painting Hey woman, hey ladies, you're not an old barn. Amen. Stop and think with me just a moment. You don't paint live flowers. You don't paint birds. You don't paint trees and leaves. You only paint inanimate objects. Things that are dead. Don't paint things that are alive. Praise God. We have to be careful with the funeral directors that they don't put paint on our dead sisters' faces when they put them in the casket because that's all they know to do is paint the dead things. But you don't paint live things. Things that are alive have their own color. Amen. And that's all they need. blow the trumpet sound it aloud
0: cry out spare not
5: yeah i'm in sympathy with people who are coming up amen i can have a lot of love and compassion for them amen but those that are going down amen no sympathy they know too much if I build again the things which I've destroyed I make myself a transgressor ladies remember that men remember that if you pick up the things that you laid aside when you came to this altar you make yourself a transgressor and what is that backslider who backslid many years ago, who wants to come back to God, comes into the church and see that we are permitting the things that they backslid over. <laughs> my, my, my,
0: my, my, my.
5: Hallelujah. Well, you didn't expect this kind of message on this the last night of the conference. But I'm here to tell you I'm concerned there are friends among us. There are those among us, and I say they were in the minority, surely, amen, that say the, the old men that wrote our articles of faith, they didn't have a high school education, they didn't go to college, they didn't know anything about theology. Let's rewrite them.
2: My God.
5: My God. My God. Hey, Jonah, why are you sick? What are you doing down here anyway? What's the cause of this storm? <clears> hmm. <throat> Mm. Mm. The question is not what will God do to the sinners, but what should the world do to the preacher to calm the sea? What are we going to do with you, Jonah? Throw me overboard? My God. Ah. When Jonah was thrown overboard in the middle of that sea, in the belly of the whale, what happened? He remembered the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. You know, it used to be a mystery to me about some things that develop and happen in the church. I say to this extent, I could not understand why some things happened in the church until I read and reread 1 Corinthians eleven nineteen 19. And hear it. For there must be also heresies among you, that they which are approved may be made manifest among you. Hey, folks, there's a test. There's a test. And when heresies come in, God's going to see how you react. Amen. There must be the Scriptures. Heresies among you that they which are approved may be made manifest. God allows some things to see what we are going to do about them. My, my. hey, I got to close here. Hmm. Oh, we better wake up. There's a message to preach to a lost and dying world. And you better tell them what sin is. Amen. You may use a little different method than they used to use. Amen. But you still got to use the message. We travel every weekend practically to a different place. And always coming back in worn, tired. One evening as we came in, flew in to the St. Louis airport. I had left my car in the long-term parking. And so I made a little deal with my wife. I said, if you'll get the luggage, I'll get the car. I knew she'd find some strong gentleman to help her. And then I'd have the car back in time so we could load up and go home. So I went and got in the car, and I came back and pulled up in the very, very busy a roadway in front of St. Louis Airport, knew there wasn't any place to park, and she wasn't there. And I thought, oh, what's happened? The luggage is lost or hadn't come in yet? No, no. Right. There's been plenty of time and and she didn't come, she didn't come. And so I finally risked having my car towed away, got out and went in and I saw her. And she was talking to a, a man in a black uniform and my first thought in my tiredness was that's a policeman. What's happened? Well, I rushed up to where they were, and I said, what, what's the problem? And he turned, and I saw the insignia of TWA. He was he was uh, a TWA person. And he said, oh, nothing's wrong. He said, I just saw your wife waiting on her luggage, and I walked up to her, and I said, ma'am, are you Pentecostal? Yes. Well, he said, I've just been transferred here from a distant city. I don't go to church, but my mother does. And I know she's going to be coming to visit me, and I'm going to have to take her to a church. Can you tell me where there is a Pentecostal church? Yeah, I can tell you. Amen. She told him. And you will never know the joy that was mine when he brought his mother to the church there. And as a result of his coming with his mother, he came running to the altar. (laughs) Praise God. And I was with him, praying with him in the altar. The man that I thought was a policeman, that was a TWA personnel, that was asking my wife where the church was, uh, and, and he was there in the altar. Amen. Well, he met one of our young ladies in that church. They became en- engaged, and, uh, and they are now married. Amen. So this young lady was flying with him on a plane. She also... Uh, got a job with TWA and she was flying on a plane with him that he worked on he was he was the flight attendant in fact he was the supervisor and traveled around on TWA uh, routes to check all of the attendants so she was flying with him and she told him when uh, she got on this flight she said there is a lady on this plane that I believe is United Pentecostal Church he said no there's no United Pentecostal Church lady on this plane but I always check because I enjoy talking to them. Well, this young lady pointed her out, and so this young man went back and asked her a name, told her this young lady's name. Yeah, they knew each other. So the young lady goes back uh, to talk to this lady, and in conversation, uh, the lady said to her, knowing where she thought she went to church, that you're having a big, big meeting at your church. She said, No, we don't go to church there. Where do you go? And she told him, and she said, "Well, why would you
1: want to go there? They believe everything's wrong."
5: Well, the young lady said, "Well, I'm trying to get back where I used to be, the old way." Well, the lady said, "Oh, oh, it's not outward. It's not." She said, "I know it's not all outward, but I tried it your way, and I almost lost out completely." Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. And then the young man, the flight attendant, comes back and enters into conversation and he said, I told, I told this young lady here that there's nobody on this plane that's UPC. And the lady said, that's right, we used to be, but we're now charismatic. And he said, I don't understand how you could be way up here and now you're way down here. Well, she said again, it's not in the outward, it's in the heart. He said, you're right, it is in the heart. But doesn't the scripture say, come out, be separate. Won't you then look different? He said, when I saw you, I wouldn't have known that you were a Christian. He said, when I was looking for something... And I wanted to find a church. I saw Sister Beckton and I followed her. She looked different. I would have never known to come to you. Oh, the, the lady said, uh, and she is a minister's wife. She said, oh, you just need to come to our church. We have all denominations coming and love just flows. He said, I needed more than that kind of love. Praise God. And then the lady turned to her daughter, who is also a minister's wife. They were sitting next to her in a tank top and shorts. And she said, oh, don't mind my daughter's uh, dress. She's going to a church picnic when she gets off this plane. He said, you mean she's a minister's wife and looks like that? Hmm. Hmm. Oh, she said, uh, the United Pentecostal Church feels like they're the only ones that's going to make it to heaven. My God. I'm telling you, folks, it is high time. It is high time it is high time to awake out of sleep we better get awake amen we better preach with all of the love and the attitude that's right and proper praise god praise god praise god oh jonah why are you asleep when this storm is going on and there's a storm out there in the world but if perilous times are in the church we can't help those that are out there in the storm because we have perilous times right in the church men are lovers of pleasures more than lovers of god lovers of their own selves Amen. Any traitors, high-minded. Amen. All of these things, if they're in the church, they make null and void our message. Oh, God. Oh, God. Amen. Where are the Elijahs and the Elishas? Amen. And the John the Baptist with that pointed finger. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Legalism is not just a set of rules. The legalists in the Bible had a lot of rules, the Pharisees, but more than the rules they had was their spiritual pride. Amen. I thank God that I am better than anybody else. That's true legalism. And hear me, folks, if we ever reach that kind of situation, it will be proper for them to call us legalists. But we are not better than anybody else. But we have a message. We have a message that we better propagate. We better get it out there. Amen. Tell sin what people what sin is tell them that the way of the cross leads home. Hallelujah. That there is power in the blood. Amen. We don't sing these contemporary songs that could either be a love song to another individual or it could be a love song to God. Oh no. There's a separating line there. We're going to sing I love Jesus best of all. I love Jesus best of all. Amen. 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 And when we love Him with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind and with all of our strength we're going to get awake. It's high time that we get awake. Awake. Amen. Amen. Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And let's all stand together. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise. God. Praise God. Praise God. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Did you hear that? Amen. Amen. If you love the world, you're an enemy of God. The friendship of this world is enmity with God. Amen. God is a jealous God. You cannot have two lovers. Amen. You will either love God or you will love the world. You can't love both. God will not have it. Amen. Praise God. I hope I have not offended anybody here tonight, but I am not taking back anything that I've said if we don't get where we need to be in God hallelujah amen amen there's got to be a separation amen when he comes back he's going to do the dividing the sheep from the goats amen amen and the wheat and the tares don't grow together in the church they grow together in the world not in the church amen Praise God. We have to be pure in our hearts if we're going to see God. Let's lift our hands together and praise him. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Could I ask all the ministers to come and stand across the front here? Amen. I'm closing. Ministers, you are the men of God. Hallelujah. You have committed into your hands the word. Preach it. The fear of man is a snare.
3: Praise God.
5: Lay people, see these ministers lying here. I want you to come as close as you can. I know there's not a lot of room, but will you come in close? We're going to have a unified prayer. I believe God's helping us. In the midst of all of the perilous times God's going to help us. Revival, revival, revival. Do you not recall that I said I must work the works of him who sent me while it is yet day, for the night cometh when no man can work? Do you not remember the time recorded in the Word where I was moved with compassion as I looked out upon the crowd of those people who who needed a shepherd? And I say unto thee that if that spirit that is in you and it is does not move you with urgency and haste and it does not touch the cord strings of compassion within you, then you need to seek my face even more than you have because i must have men and women who will work while it is yet day for i am here to tell you thus saith the lord that the night is coming on oh yes the night is coming on when work cannot be accomplished but even as it is coming on there will be light in the evening time and that light will shine to those who are in Darkness that they that sit in may, in darkness might see the light and come out from the darkness into a marvelous light. But I call upon you, yea, to tell my word to this world and to live the life in purity that there be no hypocrisy in your life, but that there would be purity. For in so doing, you will not only save yourself, but you will save others. Hear me, thus saith the Lord. This night I am on your hands, and I seek you as I have never sought you before, that I might entrust you with the work that needs to be done in these last days. Will you hear my voice? Will you hearken unto my cry, thus saith the Lord? For I, I the Lord, must be lifted up, and if I am, I will draw all men unto me. Hare Bako Ya Lava Yalava Sondra Briataka Ya Lava Sai Lava Horiandalava
3: Woo
5: Let's pray folks Let's all pray together Saints pray for the ministry Hallelujah pray for the ministry Jesus (laughs) Allah
3: Allah bas God, stir
5: us. Oh, God, empower us. God. we need your power. Allah <laughs> Pues m- Middle- Yi- Sango hallelujah, Halloween, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah,
3: hallelujah jesus jesus jesus
5: The holy ghost that gives you boldness amen if you're fearful and afraid get full of the holy ghost we do not preach for the applause of man we must be courageous oh yeah we cannot be intimidated by those who are only wanting their ears itched scratched My God. Amen. It's not a popular message, perhaps, but it is one that will do the work. Oh, hallelujah. It will get the job done. It will get the job done. Oh, God. Oh, God. Lay your hand on one another, men to men, women to women. Amen. Praise God, or husband to wife, or wife to husband. Let's pray together. I'm 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 so in need.
2: La, la, la. We praise you tonight. We praise you. We praise you tonight, oh God. Uh, glory and honor and praise. Glory and honor and praise. Uh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. My God, my God, my God, my God, my God, my God. Oh, I worship you, I worship you, I worship you, I worship you, I worship you. Glory, 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 glory. My God, my God, my God, my God. we praise your holy name, we praise your holy name, my God, my God, my God, my God, my God. My God. Hallelujah,
3: hallelujah,
2: hallelujah, hallelujah, praise God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Let's praise God for this message tonight. God, we worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Thank you for your divine touch. Thank you for the word of God. Thank you for the message we've heard tonight, oh God. Oh, we give glory and honor and praise <clears throat> to your holy name, to your holy name. My God, 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 my God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Brother Beckton preaching to us. Tonight, thank God, thank God. The Spirit of God is in this place. Wouldn't want to try to add anything to this message tonight. Howard Hughes. Build a plywood airplane that would not fly. Men are building churches today that will never go in the rapture. We have been caught in a desire for numbers and a spirit of competition. We need to understand it's not the amount of products that roll off the assembly line, but it's the quality of the product. It's the quality of the product We need quality control. Quality control. The saddest thing about Howard Hughes Spruce Goose was he was a man that owned an airline and he understood aerodynamics And he knowingly built an airplane that would not fly because of peer pressure. My God, my God, my God. church is in a dangerous hour. I I don't want to attempt in some feeble way to elaborate on this beautiful message tonight, but I believe the church is going to rise to the challenge. This is, someone said, Don't preach negatively. Negative preaching brings positive results. Positive preaching brings negative results. My God, it's time that we understand that it's not personality and the mode of delivery and the eloquency of the speaker but the power lies in the word of god preached in the spirit my god my god if we understand that the power is in the word of god preached under the anointing of the spirit my god they said two things about the apostolic church their enemies said this not their friends your friends will tell you how good you preached your wife will be more honest but yet their enemies said they have turned this city upside down and they have filled jerusalem